Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? Uh, it's going pretty good. Going good. pretty good. Yeah. We're super busy with work right now, so it's good. like, uh, I'm just tired and kind yeah. of low energy. My body is aching, but oh gosh. I'm rallying for you. Okay, thank you. I do yeah. appreciate that. Ah. Uh. Because... <laughs> We got to drink and we got to tell stories. Oh, this is going to be my new Thanksgiving drink. That is yes. Like it just seems perfect. It is. It is so delicious. It's my favorite drink with a twist, but is a crisp apple cider Moscow mule. Mm. Delicious. It is. uh, I know the ginger beer cuts the sweetness of the apple cider, but you still get that apple flavor and it's so good. It's not too sweet. It's just refreshing. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's perfect for the holidays for sure. Well, and ginger and apple are just like such a perfect pairing, you yes. know, and I could totally see some cinnamon sticks and apple mm. slices floating in the punch bowl with like your little copper cups all around. You just can't uh, go wrong. Maybe some mint and some garnish. Ooh, look We're at doing you. That for sure. Well, let me tell you what's in it. It's four ounces of apple cider, one and a half ounces of vodka, fourth of lime juice, and then four to six ounces of ginger beer to taste, you know, whatever you want. And it is delectable. It's so good. So good. So yum, yum, yum. Yummy indeed. So please try it and let me know. Cause again, Moscow Mule is my go-to drink. You can't go wrong with it. So we can, and I have, but (laughs) I've since recovered. It I took appreciate like you giving years, but whatever. <laughs> I appreciate you giving it another try, Michelle. I for you again. Thank God, you. What I do for you, Caitlin. I know. I had to go back to see if we've made these before, but no, we've made a cranberry one last November. But this is the apple cider one, so it's different. That's right. And I think we've made some other apple cider drinks. We made a lot um, of apple cider drinks. <laughs> hey, we love our fall. What can I say? We do. Oh, uh, I really want some Easy Orchards apple cider. Mm. Oh, yeah. And their apple cider donuts. Yes. They're mm. pumpkin ones, too. Okay. Mm. God damn it. Thanks, I love the Caitlin. fall. I know. Another right. thing I can't have now in stupid Ohio. I can't have it either. <laughs> yeah, but at least you have other delicious food. Mm. Again, I'm that thinking about your breakfast burrito that you ate in my stupid face. It's fine. <laughs> it was literally, yeah, on a video call in your face. <laughs> Oh, okay. Tell your stupid story. I will tell my <laughs> awesome story. Okay. I know. I apologize. Of course. Okay. I forgive you. All Thank right. You. <laughs> <laughs> so this story is about Eilish Poe. Okay. And she lives in Colorado and we're in 2020. Okay. Recent story. Yes. So Eilish is 25 and she is an elementary school teacher. Okay. Yeah. So during the summer, though, she was having a little summer fling with this man named Jonathan Crossley, and he's also 25. Okay. Did they just meet in their area or, you know? Yeah, I mean. Like, bitch, why are you even asking me these questions? Probably the apps. I don't know, Michelle. All right. I apologize. Quite right. Probably online. I mean, that's how people meet, you know. It's true. Nowadays. But, well, plus it's like 2020, so that was like COVID times you know oh why were they even getting together what was this summer fling all about 
They should maybe have been she, she was. They were maybe they were lonely, Michelle. <laughs> we know, don't I judge, <laughs> you know. Indeed not. <laughs> so Eilish was upfront from the beginning, saying she didn't want anything serious, and mm-hmm. she wanted, and she actually ended things with Jonathan um, when he wanted to be more than just a summer fling. He wanted to take another next step, but she was like, "No, you knew what this was. This is not mm-hmm. going to happen." Uh, he did not like that. No, he did not. Oh, dear. And he would not leave Eilish alone. He would leave intense voice messages saying things like, I love you. I'm not going to let you go. And Eilish was terrified because he was always there. Always. Mm -hmm. So these messages kept happening and he would not let up. So it is now November 4th, 2020. So we had the summer and now things he just kept persisting and until today. Okay. Jonathan actually snuck into Eilish's home and hid in her crawl space. Oh, that's not creepy behavior. I just like, what is the thought process here? Like, you know what? Nothing. All my calls and all my texts haven't worked yet. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to her house and surprise her and then she'll fall in love with me again. So I'm just going to hide in the crawl space. And of course, this will obviously end in a happy ending. Like what's going on there? I don't know, because what happens, I feel like his headspace was a little different than that thought process. Okay. Well, never mind. But I just, no, but seriously, I mean, she, I mean, he's, she told him face to face through text messages like no 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 and what do we know that no is a full sentence we don't have to explain anything we can just say no so oh you know what Caitlin? i don't know if i've ever heard you say that before oh. and i love it thank you oh excellent no is a yeah. full sentence like oh. i just got like a little bit of goosebumps <laughs> there how empowering <laughs> oh i'm sorry go ahead it was actually the olsen twins that said it on an interview like a long time ago and oh. it always and it always kept with me no is a full sentence yes god i love it thank All you right. continue on thank you olsen twins okay so he actually waited in that crawl space for 26 hours oh god he's committed until she came yeah right Ugh. so he waited there until eilish she went to go check on her bunny boomer her literal and, like rabbit yes a, okay. a rabbit bunny boomer not my boo or something like that. I don't no, know. Just a little okay. hippity hoppity thing. It is know? a cute name though. Boomer. Yeah. I'm not a fan of rabbits. No offense, but. No, I had okay. a rabbit when I was little. Guess what mm. his name was? Peter. Real original. <laughs> Way to nail it, Michelle. <laughs> uh, carry on. So when she went to go check on Boomer, that is when Jonathan attacked her. Oh, she states, he pushed me down the stairs and I hit my back pretty hard. I still have injuries and trauma from that. He grabbed me by the back of my hair. It was really long at that time and shoved my head into the wall five or six times. Oh, oh God. I know. He then grabbed a knife and he stabbed Eilish in the neck, torso and arms a total of 16 times. Oh, geez. Oh, my God. I know. Eilish, she actually played dead so he would leave, and he actually did. So she just went limp and just waited, and he did leave. He thought he killed her. So Eilish is now laying in a pool of her blood. 
That is when she sees her grandmother, Jeannie. She comes from the bathroom doorway that's only two feet away from her. But her grandmother passed away in 2014. Oh! And she didn't get to say goodbye. So her grandma is looking at her with a simple smile, and then she fades away. But then her best friend from high school, Vicky, came into view, who reportedly committed suicide February of 2020, and again, someone she didn't get to say goodbye to. Oh my goodness. I know. Again, a comforting smile on her face until she too faded away. Now, Alyssa Burkett, who was stabbed and shot in Eilish's hometown and the third person to fade in. It was Alyssa who Eilish says she literally pulled me up and got her sitting upright. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Kind of emotional. Right? Eilish said that she saved her life because she was too weak to set up herself, but now she was able to reach her phone to call for help. (laughs) She states a lot of people have been like, that was just your brain surviving or an angel. But what I am telling you is that it was as real as seeing an, a live person in the room. It wasn't ghostly. So uh, it was like transparent. They were there to help. Yeah. Oh, I uh. feel very strongly that the separation between us all is just an illusion. Oh. We're really all connected still, mm-hmm. no matter what, beyond death, whatever. And she's, they're there and, oh, 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) Get emotional. No, it's good. It's a powerful, powerful story. Eilish gets to the hospital and she underwent 10 surgeries, but she survived and she's alive. Well-wishers donated more than $66,000 for her medical bills. Oh, God. Oh, right. I don't know what my problem is. Now I'm like crying for real, Caitlin. It all started with your stupid no. (laughs) It's been a long day for you. Your emotions (laughs) are already thin. It's frozen all over again. Female empowerment and I'm getting all emotional. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay. Seriously. (laughs) Sorry. Carry on. You're good. Well, just you wait. You may cry a little bit more. Oh, good God. Okay. During her recovery, she has seen between 50 to 100 shadowy figures. She states, they never approach me apart from the one specific time. And the second I start to walk towards it or acknowledge it, it's just gone. Eilish thinks she is seeing them now because herself was almost crossed over. She She thinks maybe entered some kind of middle ground or, you know, she opened a sense she didn't have before. The veil got a little thinner for her somehow. Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness. So she thinks maybe these shadows are people who are in between of crossing over and they're in the middle somewhere. Mm. So So now Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Fuck this guy. I forgot about him already. (laughs) I love her so much. (laughs) Well, Jonathan, actually, he threw himself over a 150 foot cliff and died right away. And he did that right after the attack. He, we don't I know. Remorse or... I don't know if that's what his plan was, just going in to mm. attack if he can't have her, no one else can type thing. Yeah. Which is frustrating that we don't get to know um, the motive. You know? It's so, like, I find myself so torn in situations like this where it's like, ah, I'm glad you're fucking dead. And then there's this other part of me that is like, 
I'm sorry that you were in so much pain that you were, you know, compelled to do this awful thing to somebody else, you know, your own life right after that. I mean, it's just like, obviously something was not, no, not quite there or just something was so overwhelming or I don't know what, but it's like, it's, it's hard not to feel kind of bad for them, but then I don't also know. I would very angry and I'm kind of glad they're dead. Is that well, uh, the thing is like, if you're sitting there for 26 hours, I think you had enough time to sit there and process like, what the fuck am I doing in this crawl space of yeah. someone who rejected me? I mean, I think you had some time to reflect maybe. Um, yeah, so I definitely. think we just sit there and just get crazier and crazier and crazier. I get yeah. juices, I suppose. I, I don't guess. Know. I don't know, but even fathom what could have been going on in yeah. his head. No, it's true. It's very true. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Okay. Carry on again. <laughs> but Eilish's near death experience isn't deafening her spirits. She's actually so thankful to have just those few seconds with the ones that she loves just to say goodbye. Oh. That's the end. Uh, God. That was a very touching story. I don't know I, why, but man, no. that, that hit me. I just, I yeah, it's hard. just so powerful. I mean, the people I didn't get to say goodbye to, you know, and was still mourning. I mean, her friend, her best friend died that February of that year. I mean, yeah, that's, that's just, fresh. it's oh. super fresh. And she didn't get to say goodbye to her grandma. And then just being able to see them just a simple smile on their face like that is just so powerful and so sweet and then having she said that the last Alyssa like lifted her up and she said she would have been dead if she didn't do that if she didn't get any help to sit up she'd be dead right now which is so crazy so it's just really interesting you know all about you know spirits and stuff like that so indeed no I all I feel like there's lots of unseen friends that mm. all want to help and you know provide love and support and absolutely anything, you know. uh, anyway <laughs> i know it's super emotional i was like oh but i i thought i would give you goosebumps well you did yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did big time <laughs> yeah so i think i mean think i think she's doing good she just talked about this is a, a recent i believe i think it was two maybe 2001 she came out mm. with this but still, I mean, it's still pretty fresh, pretty new. And it's so great that she, you know, shared her story. I think she went on another podcast, like an interview one. Mm. And they talked about it. So. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she's recovering. Absolutely. Yes, y'all. Help from the other side. I know. Oh, I couldn't. Oh, my gosh. I so keep, powerful. Um, I keep like, so I'm finding more and more that this area is supposedly very haunted and full of ufos and so every night when i like let the dogs out i go outside and a lot of times you can just see a ton of stars and it's very Mm -hmm. clear so i'm always like what am i am i gonna see something am i gonna see something nothing yet i'll keep you posted though you should get a telescope i know i left my telescope in oregon but i feel like i need a better telescope that one oh i knew i thought you had one yeah, I did have one, but I left it. It's in storage. So we'll get it at some point. But yeah, I definitely feel like I want to check things out. It's just been, it's interesting. I don't know what I would do. I would probably lose my ever-loving mind. Well, we already talked about, we both are freezers. So you'd just be standing there like, uh, yeah. 
Um, yeah, um, come on. Okay, well, I guess I will go into your spaceship because I don't want to be impolite and I'm That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe you just be too nice. Be like, come and be like, okay, well, I mean. Hey guys, um, okay. I, I, You're going to bring I me do, back, right? Yeah. I do have like <laughs> sugar cooking, but I'll come. That's so funny. Oh, Lord. I need to make uh, myself a new drink. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, Michelle. Yes, please. Please uh, get us going made myself a new drink and turns out it's very strong but i'll soldier through. i mean you just used the last of what you had so i mean it's fair i think it's yeah, yeah. i mean come on i don't want to be wasteful and who wants to keep a whole bottle for like you yeah know, a quarter inch of booze in there forget it forget it all right all right on to my story Please. so kind of interestingly enough this story is about a preschool teacher Yours was oh. about an elementary school teacher. That's probably about it as far other than it being recent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it good. For similarities. I'm taking us back to July of 2022. Okay. Wow. So yeah. It's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. And this one, we're going to Portland, Oregon. <gasps> technically Mount Hood. So <laughs> I know that place. I know. I know that one. I know. I saw this and I was like, oh piece of home so I thought I'd tell this story so the story is about Pamela Saland who is a 28 year old preschool teacher mm-hmm. and her boyfriend Erica Siege who's 31 had driven from Portland Oregon to Mount Hood to go camping cool so they're um they're excited they're going to this place called Bear Lake which I've actually never heard of but I don't think it's super big but anyway you can sort of park and then they have a mile and a half through the forest to get to Bear Lake and there they were going to set up their camp and you know get going okay so but during the hike and I have such compassion for this because I've been in this situation kind of but the subject of their on and off again relationship came up oh and no so- yeah, they just started kind of arguing. And so by the time they got to their campsite, she was just so fucking pissed off that yeah. she was just like blind with her anger. <laughs> That's what hiking will do to you guys. That's why you don't. Yeah, they probably were maybe a little bit hungry. The granola bars weren't doing it. I don't know. That was kind of was that insensitive. I don't know. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was probably... I I feel like I've been in this situation where you're hiking one, you kind of say something a little bit weird. Next thing you know, you guys are just off on this huge fight. And then it's like, it's hard to break out of it. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're with someone for such a long time, like a road trip, there's going to be an argument because you're in that small space doing like something kind of boring for a long period of time. A fight's going to break out for sure. And then it's a silent road trip for the rest of the time. <laughs> You're sleeping on your own sides and they blow up mattress. Exactly. So not that so I would know, you know. Eric turns to Pam and apologizes, but of course she's upset and she's like, I'm gonna go see if I can find us a better spot to camp. <laughs> the attitude is my own inflection, but I, I feel like she probably had it because I would have. Mm-hmm. So she takes off. And so she starts heading towards the western shore of the lake. And it's one o'clock in the afternoon. So Bear Lake is only about 100 yards long. So it's not a huge lake, but it has trees all around. So 
Pamela is trying to get towards Bear Lake, but because of all these trees, she's sort of having to circumvent the lake a little bit more. So she's drifting a little further away, I think, than she expected to be. Okay. There was no trails kind of where she was going. So she ends up like descending down into this drainage basin and she climbs up the other side and there's like rocks all over and so she comes up to the top of this hill and she's expecting the lake to be there and it's not. And so she's like, oh shit. So she decides I better go back and starts backtracking through the woods. But the further she walks, she's kind of becoming a little bit more confused. I don't remember seeing this. This is not where I expected to be. I thought the lake was going to be here, but it's not. And so she's like, fuck, you know. So she starts calling for Eric. Eric, help! But she gets no response. And so she figures she just better keep moving. So onward she walks. No! I know. So eventually she comes to the stream. And she knew that all the creeks in that area moved northwards towards the Columbia River. Which I've heard of. Oh, I know that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So the Columbia River was several miles away. So she was like, well, I don't know what good that information is going to do, but you know, okay. So she ends up climbing up several cliffs to try to figure out where she is and kind of get a vantage point, get the lay of the land and figure out kind of where she needs to go. She ends up climbing up to the top of this big boulder and scans the horizons, but she sees nothing but trees. She can't spot Bear Lake. She can't find anything. She can't tell, you know, where the road was or any of that. Nothing but trees. And at this point, she's been hiking for six hours. Oh, my gosh. It's like now seven o'clock and the sun is going to be setting soon. So I'm sure the the stress is starting to, you know, set in. She's beginning to panic a little bit. And that's fair. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I totally would. So she begins to descend. She tries to head downwards and she figures she'll just find a lake. Any lake will do because where there's a lake, there's most likely going to be camping and people and trails and that type of thing. So she's figuring if she can make her way down to lower elevations, she'll find a lake and she'll be, you know, able to rescue herself. She's picking her way down the cliff as well as she could. But then she had one misstep and darkness. Oh. And so a few minutes later, she awoke and she noticed that there was a cliff looming over her that was 40 feet above her. Oh, my God. So she had fallen off the cliff and fallen 40 feet without even hardly realizing what she had done. And she sort of took stock of herself and realized that her left leg was curving in a very strange (gasps) way that it shouldn't have been. It was sort of going outward just below the knee. And it was like, she was like, okay, my leg is broken, but she wasn't in any kind of excruciating pain. She realized, you know, that probably, probably some shock. And like, she just sort of got into this survival mode where I just need to figure out what I need to do. I need to take stock of what I've got going on and kind of 
figure out what my next steps are going to be. So she's realizing she's hurt. She's alone. Night is coming on and she has absolutely no gear. She is wearing shorts, a tank top, socks, and boots. Oh my god! That's gosh. it. I know, like a tank top and shorts and, you know, the Oregon night, Oregon mountain so night. So cold. Yeah. Yeah. She could hear some water trickling somewhere in the distance. So she uh, figured she would sleep for the night and then go follow those sounds in the morning. She manages to fall asleep somehow, (laughs) probably out of pure exhaustion. I don't know. But in the middle of the night, which probably is freezing, it's very cold. Uh, she awoke and she felt a whole, like she felt down to her left leg and it was all wet. And she was like, what the hell? But I think managed to fall back asleep. But then as the sun rose, she looked down at her leg and realized all that moisture was actually blood and <gasps> her blood. So oh she, my gosh. Oh, I know. Oh, ugh. On her right leg, she had ended up having, cutting it quite deeply so she had this big gash on her leg that then bled onto her poor broken leg so she's got two injured oh, legs. like my gosh. kind of the bottom line on her left leg she could see of course the bone oh my I god oh it was all torn up and bloodied and just so she was actually able to sort of look at all this with a lot of detachment I think probably still again, some shock, but she just sort of felt that her mind was in survival mode. We're, we're just, we got to see what we need to do. We're not going to feel right now. We'll do that later. So she's like, okay, I need to get myself to water. So she manages to do this sort of crab walk down to the stream. So she, yeah. Oh my God. I can't even imagine it's very awkward and it's about a quarter of a mile and it takes her over an hour to get there, but she's still actually feeling pretty upbeat and positive. She's going to get to water. She's going to get herself cleaned up and the stream will most likely lead her hopefully to Bear Lake. Okay. So, you know, she's like, okay, to Bear Lake or the Columbia, you know, she's getting out somehow. She's just going to follow it. So she ended up getting herself to the, uh, to the stream and she was drank and washed out her injury. She said the water was pure and beautiful and magical, which I believe because I've seen some of those streams in Oregon and they are. gorgeous yeah wonderful I always want to swim in them but they're so gd cold that you can't yeah it's impossible (laughs) so the stream rejuvenated her she's feeling much better she takes one less sip and then starts setting off down the creek so she's just scooching down the creek on her butt I mean at least she can move that's a good thing yeah the area around Bear Lake contains some of the country's tallest timbers and some of its most inhospitable terrain. And the stream that she followed is a stream called Lindsay Creek. It drops towards the Columbia River in a deep waterfall-studded gorge. So there's essentially, she's deep in, I guess, a not a, a gorge. I guess. <laughs> 
down far and there's cliffs kind of on either side not cliffs but high high hills tons of tall tall trees the point is it's very difficult for any rescue team to get in there she didn't know it at the time but she was in one of the hardest areas in the country to mount a rescue and it's hardly even get a helicopter down there getting hikers to get into that area is very difficult she didn't realize it but she was kind of up shit creek (laughs) you know called creek that was bad i apologize so despite pamela's plight she did take some time to realize what a freaking gorgeous area she was in she had all these incredible trees around her all these waterfalls and streams and she was like, oh, this is why I just love coming to this place. So <laughs> okay. whereas me, I was like, well, I'm done with fucking Mount Hood forever. Seriously. <laughs> She's a lot more positive, I think, than I would have been. I, me ordeal. too. I would have been like, well, fuck that tree. Fuck that tree. Fuck that tree over there. Especially that one. <laughs> <laughs> I would like joke about burning it down, but that uh, it did. And I don't want to do that. Oh. I don't want to bring that kind of energy over there. Seriously, okay. it's beautiful. It is beautiful. That is true. Okay. So she is methodically making her way downstream. And she's having to, poor thing, cross the stream to get to the other side because it's a little more clear. Cross to the other side. So she just keeps on crisscrossing until she gets to a point that it's too steep to go forward, it's too steep to go backwards, Ugh. it's too steep to go left, and the other way to the right is just a 12-foot drop to the next stream. Oh. So she sat there and contemplated her situation for about an hour, and then while she screamed, I can't believe I'm doing this, she jumped off the side. Oh. To the water. So she managed to, and this is, she jumped into a shallow creek. I, like, this isn't like a deep pool of water or anything. She's much braver than I am. How far was it? 12 feet. Oh my gosh. So with a giant gash on her right leg and, and a, a broken, broken leg, you know, with the bone hanging out, whatever. I just, okay. Like, I can't even imagine the pain. And she's in shorts in a freaking tank top. Cold. I mean, July at least, but she's in shade like the whole time because there's trees everywhere. So in that water is all snow runoff. I mean, it's all just freaking cold, cold, cold. Anyway, so she manages, fortunately, to land on her right leg. So she just heard she break it. She didn't know. Thank God. So she landed in the water and she sort of jump like comes up out of the frigid water later or just sort of a second later. And then she's like, okay, I've dragged myself now out of the frigid water. What do I do next? (laughs) She keeps on plodding along. So that afternoon, she actually hears a helicopter. Oh, is that for me? And it swept overhead. But unfortunately, the trees were so thick that it obscured the view. So now she's contemplating, should I just sit in one location or should I continue to move on? And, you know, it's a tough call. Yeah. But she decided to move on because she was too cold. 
So, of course, the gorge is a big V-shape and all those trees make nothing but, you know, shade. And so she actually was able to, around 4 p.m., find some sun. Okay. So she found this big sort of flattish spot between some trees, found some sun, and was able to actually, like, sort of curl up and go to sleep. Oh, I know. my gosh. Your heart. Her pain tolerance must be insane. I know. I can't even, I can't even imagine. At this point, she has pulled all of her resources together. So she, her tank top had actually one of those bras built in. Oh yeah. Like where it's like the two layers. And so she had actually pulled out the bra layer and then she put that over her head to sort of try to insulate her head and keep Mm. any warmth in whatsoever. And then she removed the drawstring from her shorts and poked holes in her shirt and sort of tied it together with the drawstring so she could just keep all the heat into her clothes, Mm. keep all those gaps closed that she possibly could. And she ended up finding some moss on a rock nearby and peeled all that up and covered her legs with it and then sort of stuffed her clothing with it. So just to get any kind of warmth. Yeah. And of course she's thinking of Eric and their stupid nasty fight that they had. Right. Like why were those the last things we said to each other? And she was supposed to be at some of her preschoolers birthday parties that night. She was going to miss that. Oh, so she's just having a hard time. So day three dawns. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's been out. And she's desperate to get moving again. She's had a long, cold night. She looks down at her legs and the gash on her right leg is keeps coming open and is bleeding. And, and then, of course, her poor left leg that's just sort of hanging off to the side looks terrible. But she, again, sort of had this sort of strange detachment. And then she ended up getting to the point where she almost felt maternal towards her legs. Like now I have to take care of these two wounded souls. It helped her carry on in a way that she doesn't maybe think that she could have otherwise. It just, it helped her focus on, you know, taking care of this other thing, even though they were her legs and not focus on what an awful situation she was in. Okay. That kind of makes sense. No, I for think sure. it's similar to when you have two people who are in dire straits together and they end up feeling a responsibility to right. help the other one get out of their situation. So okay. I think that's kind of what happened for her, for her legs. So <laughs> she tried to sew her leg gash together. So her plan was she found some thorns and was going to try to poke holes in the side of her wound and then tie it up together, you know. With what? Well, I'm not sure what the actual, like, string would have been. Yeah. But I think she was maybe hoping to take the thorn and, like, poke it through one side and poke it through the other and kind of keep it together. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. And she could only manage to poke one hole and she was done. I'm yeah. sure because the pain was so great that Poor thing. I, mean, I can't even hardly get a sliver out, <laughs> <Yeah>. let alone, <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Seriously. 
so another helicopter flies overhead <gasps> in the late morning but she was never sort of out in the open enough to be able to flag them down oh. so she was feeling pretty bummed but she pushed on and she came across a bush that had some pink berries on it uh-huh. and she was thinking that eric had told her that those were salmon berries but she wasn't quite sure so she nibbled one spit it out waited to see if she felt any adverse side effects which is a great way to go about yeah. it and then after a while she didn't feel anything so she sampled another one and she didn't feel anything after a little while so she was satisfied that they weren't toxic so she went ahead and gorged on them oh point, she hasn't eaten in close right to- i mean oh so nightfall comes and she is not rescued she tries to sleep but the pain and fear just make that so completely mm-hmm. impossible i mean she's so vulnerable out in the woods yeah oh god so she lays awake and is thinking about her childhood she's got random you know scenes just running through her head and she's thinking about her family of course she's thinking about eric she just wants to hold her family and eric and just tell them that she loves them <laughs> And she's thinking of all the other things that she wanted to do. She wanted to learn to play fiddle and have children. And I mean, this is the black of night and she's having the worst time. Yeah. (laughs) But she actually has a little bit of, I'm not going to say hope, but she had a friend that passed away recently and she felt like, or excuse me, two years earlier, and she was like, well, if I don't make it, at least I'll be with my friend Luke. Oh, my so, gosh. Like, oh, my God. So day four, the sun rises. It's Tuesday morning. Pamela grits her teeth and was like, this is it. Today's the day. I'm either going to die or I'm getting rescued. Oh, like, shit. Okay. This journey is done. <laughs> We're going to finish this however it ends up. So she ends up being able to make her way to this flat rock that has a clearing overhead so she figures this is a good place to be spotted so she just sort of scoots uphill manages to find herself a little sunspot and there she stays next to her this little caterpillar sort of goes by and she tries to eat it (laughs) i mean she's starved um other than sure I so, just sorry. I just expected like, oh, a little buddy, and then just try to eat it. That's fair. Uh, I would, yeah. I eat a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it was disgusting. So okay. she tried to. It was metallic in flavor and just Ugh. totally. Gross. So she sees a slug and decides maybe that's better. I think she's probably thinking of Lion King at this point. I think so, and I would too. You know, they make it grubs. look really good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, apparently she's never tasted anything more repulsive. And so she spits it out and she tries to drink water, but now she has the most disgusting taste in her mouth. Her poor legs are broken and she's waiting for rescue. So life is just shitty. Absolutely. Yeah. She hears the thwomp, thwomp, thwomp. That's That's my helicopter sound. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. (laughs) There's a helicopter. Oh. So, so she gets she goes back to sort of the area on the rock that she's on, away from the sun, to the area that's more 
visible from the sky and the chopper passes overhead she tries to stand poor thing but she ends up toppling back onto the rock and the helicopter flies off no so she's like what so did they see her did they not she's like i don't even know what to do but then across the stream she sees a salmonberry bush and she's like i'm gonna count to 500 and if that helicopter doesn't come back, I'm going over there and I'm gonna eat some of those berries. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm hungry. Fair. That stupid slug sucked. I'm gonna go try this again. So she counted as slowly as she could, and she got to 499. And she's like, "Fuck! Now I gotta go eat those berries and go across the stream." So she's crawling to the berries when she hears, "You must be Pam." <gasps> She looks up and she's like, what are you guys doing here? And it was four members of a volunteer Alpine rescue team. Oh my God. To find her. So they had spent uh, the entire day trying to make it down this Creek to get to her. And she just was like, I cannot believe that you people do this. I love you. Thank God. (laughs) So half an hour later a medevac chopper arrives uh but unfortunately there was no place to land because there's trees everywhere they're in a gorge it's the worst so they ended up lowering a medic down 300 feet from the helicopter oh dang to see her and then they strung her up and then uh brought her up via cable oh dang okay when she was inside the helicopter, she kind of got bear hugged by one of the guys in there and hauled her up in there. And she shut the door and she was safe inside the helicopter. Oh, and he's just like, are you okay? And then she just starts crying. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it's oh, like I when you bet. get on the phone with your mom. Yeah. Like, is something wrong? Like, like, How do you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So poor thing. And honestly, the rescue team said that they didn't know if they were going to be able to make it beyond where they had found her. Like they had reached the end of the road for them. Like it just got too hard to go any further. Like there was too many cliffs, too many waterfalls. There was a waterfall above her, a waterfall below her. It was just totally treacherous. And so if she had been in any other spot, they probably would not have been able to rescue her. Oh my so God. It's just like, oh, they said it was one of the burliest hikes that they had ever been on. Wow. So, I mean, I can't even imagine. And she did and, it with a broken leg and a gashed yeah. open leg. And they were like, we don't know how you even made it this far wow. with your poor legs and crawling and going through the creeks, which again are freezing. I mean, that water is so cold. It like practically stops your heart. She was out there for days with any gear or clothes. And these like trained hikers could hardly do it with all the gear and all the clothes. So when she got to her hotel room, her hotel room, yeah, right. (laughs) Sorry, her hospital room. (laughs) My God. She was able to get Eric on the cell phone and he had spent the entire weekend camped out there just looking for her and was helping with the search effort. And now he's like speeding towards Portland so he could be there with her. And she was just like, I'm okay. 
So he was on his way. And then, of course, when they saw each other, they hugged and there was no harsh words between them. So Pamela ended up leaving the hospital after a week. So in addition to that laceration on her right leg, she had, and I apologize, she had a tibial plateau fracture just below her left knee. And, but she had also suffered compression fractures to her spine. <gasps> so she also pretty much had a broken, broken back. back oh, whoa. She had abrasions, of course, all over her body, but she managed to make it through and uh with really no lasting damage wow uh, she was able to use crutches and pretty much as soon as she was on those crutches she was ready to go camping again oh my gosh so, girl yeah i know eric was like are you sure you want to do this and he, she's like that's all i want to do and she really came to appreciate and love her surroundings while she was out there whereas me yeah. i just want to burn it all to the ground that's fair and never leave the house again yeah I just think it's so crazy how lost you can get not going very far. Yeah. Well, I think it's just so easy, especially when there's no clear trail. Right. I mean, all the trees look alike. You're yeah. all the underbrush kind of looks alike. And it's so thick. Yeah. I, oh, I can't make it around this tree. So I'm gonna go this other way. And next thing you know, you're totally off course. Yeah. Yep. And, and it oh. happens to very you know strong hikers and and, oh no absolutely the forest is crazy and so easy to get lost so easy oh Mm. my goodness yeah that's i can't even imagine going traveling as far as she did with as many of her injuries and broken bones and just having your you know just I wonder, hang out Ugh. yeah i wonder if she broke her back the first time or the second time into the shallow like mm. who, yeah who knows i mean yeah. honestly good lord so strong and resilient and then still seeing the beauty around her like that's in, that's like wow what a great person <laughs> she's so positive seriously like, oh god i'm never going to the forest again like i don't even want to go to the forest because of this story right. <laughs> i'm finding that my hermit tendencies are coming out much stronger the more stories we tell i know like well you just can't go anywhere as it turns yeah, out exactly so just it's stay scary yeah yeah <laughs> oh goodness oh, well goodness. wow that's an amazing story wow good for her yeah good for her indeed my gosh man teachers are just so strong look at that (laughs) no i appreciate my elementary school teachers a little bit more now right (laughs) thank you (laughs) oh that's so sweet well dang okay what a good way to kick off november for sure we got our thanksgiving drink already set we got some killer stories that's right that's right. all right anything else michelle before we wrap this up no i guess not my right. word yeah you know caitlin uh, oh how are <laughs> you i oh every time i told cassie like yeah i never asked caitlin how the fuck she is and it's the worst and no it's I always think I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it this time. And then she'll be like, did you ask Caitlin how she was? No, I didn't, Cassie. Okay. Are you happy? 
that's so funny but that's just our that's our opening i say the opening and i ask how you're doing and you and set off I the you know and... yeah that's <laughs> I the can't dynamic be to find out how you're doing caitlin well we talk like beforehand like for 40 minutes so it's like you know so how... i already know you're doing yeah awesome. yeah <laughs> she does ask about me guys she does she cares <laughs> i'm not the total selfish bitch it seems <laughs> yeah right no no <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm doing well. I pre and Excellent. feeling even Excellent. more empowered now after these stories. So hell yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. Well, since Michelle and I are both doing well, uh, we're gonna end this uh podcast, and we hope. Well, this episode, not the podcast. Sorry, yeah, we're gonna we're end this ending it forever. Yeah, right. Nice try, guys. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, all right. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Goodbye. Bye.